This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Anderson, thank you and have a good weekend. I am Chris Cuomo. Welcome to Primetime. Fresh out tonight, new Parnas evidence released by Democrats indicating more about the depth of deception and potential ugly intentions regarding then-ambassador to Ukraine, Yovanovitch. Our court will test its value. And the president's legal team has been assembled. Two are impeachment-era prosecutors from Clinton who argued in favor of prosecuting abuse of power. One of them is Ken Starr, who Trump once called a lunatic and a wacko. Did the president really assemble his legal team based at least in part on the people he likes to see on Fox News. Let's get after it. All right, one thing's clear. Whatever his flaws and credibility issues as someone who is indicted and kind of shady, Lev Parnas is a firsthand witness to everything senators have to evaluate. He's also putting out documents to back up his claims. That can be what they call in the law a cure to credibility issues. Now, the people working on his behalf, texts, emails, pictures, Lev Parnas had a way all through Trump Co. And now there are more of them to pour through. Some of them pertain to the possible surveillance of former U.S. Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch. Uh, They clearly, maybe the guy was making it up and he's a shady character too, this other guy Hyde, but they're back and forth about where she is and what's going on with her and what they can do and what needs to happen and when is she out. There are also communications between Parnas and a top aide to Devin Nunes. Devin Nunes is the ranking member of the House Intel Committee who said he didn't know Parnas originally. Now he says he just had one call. It's kind of weird. Boom, boom, boom. Sent him to my staff. Now the communications show. I'll tell you what. Nunes has a real problem on his staff if he doesn't know anything about Parnas and what he was doing because one of his staff members was setting up meetings for Parnas with different Ukrainian officials, including uh, meetings with Rudy Giuliani and some others. Was this guy really doing this and Nunes didn't know? Do you believe that? The impeachment document dump comes as new lawyers are named for the president's defense team, including former Clinton impeachment players, Ken Starr, as I told you, and Robert Ray, who you've seen on this show. Now, this announcement about Starr in particular prompted this tweet from Monica Lewinsky. This is definitely an R, get it? effing kidding me kind of day. Uh, And also, look, that's a little bit of comedy there. But remember, what Star and his team, what they put her through, uh, those are hard memories about a time that if you compare it to what's happened here, this is child's play compared to what the Ken Starr investigation was about. They started with land deals in Whitewater and ended with a tryst. So for those who complain, boy, they just keep searching for something on Trump. You started with foreign interference. You ended with foreign interference. By comparison, it's not even close. Also named to the Trump defense team, Alan Dershowitz, Pam Bondi. You remember her AG of Florida and Jane Raskin, largely credited with doing the president very 
well in terms of good lawyering advice to not testify to help him during the probe. All right, so let's break it all down in Cuomo's court uh, with Asha Rangappa and Jim Schultz. Uh, One, a little bit of uh, petty interest first, and then we'll get deeper and deeper as we go. Jimmy, do you really think the president said, oh, yeah, I like him now. I saw him on Fox. He's good. Uh, That guy, Star, he's good. Yeah, well, you you called him a lunatic once. Yeah, not anymore. He's good. Him, Robert Ray, Dershowitz, these are just people from TV. Is that what he's putting them on there? They're, they're also very accomplished lawyers, Chris, and I think that's that's why they're on the team, right? And I'm sure. No, uh, I don't know that. I'm sure the I White know House. Robert Ray. I know they're all accomplished. Can, yeah, he doesn't like argument. that. I he think, says he's I not doing that, by the way, Jimmy. Worried, just so you know, he says you're wrong. He says you're wrong. Okay, he can say I'm wrong. But but what he's not trying, me. He says it. He can say he can say I'm wrong. Okay. But 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 the fact of the matter is, he's going to be making a legal argument on behalf of Donald Trump, and he's going to be making very sound legal art, constitutional legal arguments relative to the case. And I'm not going to walk through the chapter and verse because he did so well on Anderson's show just a few minutes ago. But I have to tell you that he's not going to be arguing facts. And that's that's the distinction. That's the line he's working here. He's mm-hmm. not getting involved in trial strategy. He's not going to get involved with what witnesses, if there are witnesses to call. And he's not going to get involved in, in the factual piece of the trial. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, I get what he's saying. It's just odd. And again, I think to Asha's point, Asha, I think it opens the door to the existence of witnesses, because if his exactly. only role is to make uh, a, an argument to the court about what impeachment is supposed to be and why impeachment basically should never be used, he's a witness. He's not just an advocate for the president. That's- that I completely agree with you, Chris. And, you know, that ship sailed. Um, the House actually had testimony from legal scholars who mm-hmm. gave, you know, the full set of views on whether or not the facts as a matter of law constituted an impeachable offense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a use news, you lose situation because he was not a part of that. Now, if the Senate were calling witnesses, it would be one thing. He could be one of many expert witnesses who could testify. But what the Senate seems to be suggesting is that it wants to act as some sort of appellate court where it is only going to review what the House investigated mm-hmm. and that this is some kind of closed record. Well, if that's the case, you know, too bad, so sad. I don't understand why Alan Dershowitz gets the special privilege of coming in and introducing additional legal arguments. If that's the case, then I believe the the Democrats, the House, should be able to present also a legal scholar to rebut his arguments and that Dershowitz should be able to be cross-examined fact, on his views, which I think personally is, though, he's not, are historically uh, and constitutionally problematic. Sorry. So, so fact of the matter is, though, he's not coming in as a witness. He's not going to be sworn in as a witness. They're not going to vote on him as a witness. He's going to go in and make a legal argument before the tribunal that 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 that, the, that, that this what has happened to Donald Trump is not constitutional and that this doesn't meet the threshold of, of what the fa- framers of the Constitution had intended. And that that in and of itself is an argument before the tribunal like any other court, no, fine. we can argue back and forth as to whether this is a this is a court or whether it's a Senate. Yeah, the fact just, of the matter it's is, never it's been the accepted. United States Senate. It's a political process, but they're also they also have you know Dershowitz coming in and making a legal argument. It's not a snoo- you snooze you lose. He didn't have to go in and testify before Congress to come in as a member of that team, not as yeah, a that's witness. Fine. He should just to make say an argument. He's a You're member. Right. He's he should just say he's a lawyer team. for the president. Look, I think they're bigger. Well, he says he isn't, but the team says he is, and he's listed as part of the team. And they asked him tonight if he's getting 
paid. And he said, if I do get paid, I'm going to give it to charity. I don't know why you'd pay a guy if he's not doing something for you. Um, I think the bigger question before them, though, look, I think Dershowitz wants to have it both ways because he doesn't want to be seen as partisan. And I don't know how you get anywhere near this president and not be partisan in your endeavors of advocacy. The bigger problem they're going to have is evidence and how that leads into witnesses. I don't know how you ignore what is coming out from Parnas. And the idea that, well, it should have come out in the House. You tell me a trial that never allowed new evidence that came after the investigation phase. And we both know the answer is never. Asha Rangappa, Jimmy Schultz, thank you very much on a Friday night. Best to you both. All right, we're going to take a closer look at the messengers that the president has picked to make his case, because there's some very interesting contradictions in what they represent that feed my argument to you that, yeah, it is about optics. He has seen these guys on TV. He thinks you're impressed by that because at least he is. All right. Starr and Dershowitz in their own words that I don't think the president has heard before. Next. president has lawyered up Ken Starr, Robert Ray, Alan Dershowitz added to a big roster of seven lawyers. Oddly, the president hasn't always thought highly of the lawyers he just picked. I think Ken Starr is a lunatic. I really think that Ken Starr is a disaster. <laughs> so what changed? Well, one of the main metrics for the president, now he likes him. He's on state TV mostly defending him. But the arguments of these lawyers in the past don't exactly help his case. The president and his administration asserted three different governmental privileges to conceal relevant information. Those acts constitute a pattern of obstruction that is fundamentally inconsistent with the president's duty to faithfully execute the law. Starr has aggressively chased impeachment in the past. And remember, it was for a sex act. In fact, it was seen as such an extreme position that his own ethics advisor quit and claimed that he, quote, unlawfully intruded on the power of impeachment. Uh, Robert Ray refused to let the Senate get the last word. And though he now says a sitting president can't be indicted, he used a grand jury to try and indict Clinton and kept the case open until the very last day of his presidency. Now, why does that matter, argues both sides? A lot of lawyers do, because this isn't a criminal trial. In past impeachment, senators got to question the lawyers as well. That's a process that lasted three full days in 1999. Imagine these guys being asked, why did you argue that then, but this now? As for Dershowitz, he's been consistent during Clinton and earlier tonight with Anderson. He argued that abuse of power isn't an impeachable offense. It's not what the founders intended. He also recently said answers about what is a crime shouldn't come from politicians. And the American public is craving an objective analysis rather than the partisan analyses we've been getting. I think his problem in Trump's eyes is that he is so anxious to not be seen as part of the legal team when he clearly is. He keeps saying, no, 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 I represent the Constitution. I'm just arguing constitutionality, and the third-party beneficiary of that will be Donald Trump. But I am not here. I don't represent Donald Trump. I'm not part of that. Why does he want to stay away from Donald Trump so much when the guy's representing him? All right, so 
The idea that there's nothing here like that. Well, you got the nonpartisan GAO report that found faithful execution of the law does not permit the president to substitute his own policy priorities. Okay, that sounds like he violated that law, according to a nonpartisan objective analysis. And look, the Democrats did themselves no favor with the drafting of these articles of impeachment because they could have included the word bribery. Okay, because that's what it is. If you have corrupt intent under the law, let alone in the political sphere, when you leverage something like aid until you get what you want, which is something that is not for the public benefit. It is not for the country. It is for you. That's called a bribe. The fact is the president is sending a message with this choice of messengers. Star's record post-Clinton, includes being removed as president of Baylor following a series of sexual assault lawsuits against the university. Dershowitz, as we all know, is in the middle of active legislation as part of the Jeffrey Epstein mess. Then there's his client roster, a who's who of celebrity legal scandals. Patty Hearst, Leona Helmsley, Jim Baker, Mike Tyson, O.J. Simpson, Harvey Weinstein. You know, they all made for can't miss TV, right? But They also proved how much Dershowitz cares about his clients in terms of their guilt or innocence or character. My job is to defend both the guilty and the innocent, and that's my only job. So your team reflects your values. So in a court of law, that kind of vigorous defense matters. But we're not in a court of law. This is a court that has to impress politicians and directly and indirectly you. Okay. now, at least Republican senators are perfectly willing to ignore the oath, according to Mr. McConnell. Right. I'm not impartial. Then he took an oath to be impartial and sacrifice their duty to keep this president where he is. But how will this play if all the president wants is a good show? Also on Trump defense team, Pam Bondi, seen here in a picture with guess who? Lev Parnas, the man everybody stands next to, but nobody knows. There is new evidence that he put out. It does not look good, not just for the president, but for Devin Nunes. We're going to bring in one of Nunes' former House colleagues for his take next. You remember when Congressman Eric Swalwell shifted the impeachment inquiry spotlight from the president to the House Intel's ranking member, Devin Nunes? Mr. Chairman, I ask unanimous consent to put into the record the Daily Beast story. Lev Parnas helped rep Devin Nunes's investigations. Nunes aide Derek Harvey participated in the meetings, the lawyer said, which were arranged to help Nunes's investigative work. Nunes said at the time, Parnas doesn't ring a bell. Then did an about face this week, just as Parnas threw him under the bus, but still made it sound limited. You know, you know now that uh, he had called my cell phone uh, and I didn't know his name. I didn't remember the name. And a big example of it is take a look today at the Congressman Nuno's interview on Fox. He all of a sudden had an epiphany and remembers our phone call exactly. Mm. Now all of a sudden he remembers speaking to me about nothing, Mm. but he remembers exactly. So it was just a phone call, right? I mean, is that that big a deal? No, it wasn't just a phone call. We now have some of the communications between Nunez's top aide and Parnas. What about setting up meetings, some of which the aide attended? With whom? Ukrainian officials. And guess who else would be involved? Rudy Giuliani. 
Clearly things that Nunes wouldn't know anything about or forget, right? What does former Republican Congressman Sean Duffy think of this? Now, my sarcasm is clear because Sean, come on. I know you know him. Party aside, you don't know who he is. Then you get busted for having a phone call with him. Then you suggest that's all it is. Then your top aide is setting up meetings for the guy with Ukrainian officials and Rudy, and you don't know anything? So hold on a second, Chris. We also have to go back and look at Adam Schiff, who took a prank phone nah, call nah, from nah, people nah, who nah, thought nah. were Russians. Jo- no, no, Sean, no, no, don't do that. Let me, let me Sean, but hold both, on. I'll let no, you talk no, about no. Schiff. Chris, okay, I'll let ahead. you talk sure, about Sean. Schiff. But Sean, come on. We got to stop this, brother. I'm, it doesn't matter so, what Schiff did. Things that are wrong are was, wrong all on their own. I'm asking you about Nunes. Do you believe him that his top aide set up all this stuff with Lev and he doesn't know his name, he doesn't know anything about him? Do you believe that if, Sean, if, if Adam Schiff said it? So I, I know on the Intelligence Committee, they come across a ton of people. I haven't talked to Devin on this, so I can't speak for him, for him on, on this issue. But I will tell you that um, for Devin Nunes to take a look at corruption of Joe and Hunter Biden in the Ukraine or Adam Schiff to say, I want to talk to Russians about naked pictures of Donald Trump, they're both... Uh, advancing their investigations that they think can lead to crimes. Um, or why at least deny to some form of power holding power. Why do you deny uh, I, I don't knowing know. I the guy? You'll have, to, you'll have to ask Devin that. No, no, no. He won't know. come you'll on. Have to ask Devin that. He I, won't I, come I on, Sean. Well, come on. You know they I, only I go on state so TV. He won't come on here. He knows well, better than that. We ask real questions. I here. don't know that. I don't know that the shift has gone over to, to the other networks as well. I mean, I think everyone goes to their camps and they like an easy camp. interviews. I Sean, guess you're right. Come on, brother. You know what I'm saying here. You want to go after Schiff for what he was doing? Fine. I don't. I, I'm not that. I'm just saying it doesn't defend but, what Nunes what, did. That's all I'm saying. But, and him saying I, he doesn't know anything about this guy makes no sense, Sean, and you know it. But, he, but, but, but we're talking about, about Les, Lev Parnas, right? Yeah. I mean, you have a guy who says, I have some really great hearsay. Now, at one point I said I really no, no, strategized no. with documents. Donald Trump and I talked documents. to him. Documents. Documents. Now, now he says, I guess I didn't meet with Donald Trump. I didn't strategize with Donald Trump. I had a picture with him, but yeah, we didn't strategize together. I never met him but for a picture. Um, and you and I both know presidents take thousands of pictures, as the president mentioned. He's in a dozen um, so I don't pictures and Lev's video with him. He re- worked with his I personal see, attorney as his relevance. main guy. Listen, Sean. But you can't lie, Chris. Why listen, would he lie and say, I strategized problems. and met with the president? He's got credibility problems, 100%. The documents don't lie. Documents don't lie. But you have to have documents... For the president. And there's no documents with regard to Donald Trump. All witnesses. Why don't we bring you I in? Don't want, they're, they're, Chris, they're, we disagree on it. I think they're absolutely relevant. We won't bring the whistleblower. How are they relevant to the president's abuse Trump of power? Trump can't be there. If they didn't have anything because to do no with him abusing power, his power, Chris, how are they relevant? You're, you're, you're stringing things along. I look at Donald Trump and go, if, if, if he is right that Joe and Hunter are involved in corruption in the Ukraine, American corruption by an American vice president to enrich his family, we have every right to look at it. You might not like the process, but I want my the president to look and see what, is, the, what the heck are our officials look, doing to enrich come their families. You think he That's cares wrong, about corruption? And I'm not going to send him money. You think Donald I'm Trump not, yes, cares about corruption? I'm, he, absolutely. He, you know, he, I think he's, he's trying to get he people to, to change the law so American companies can bribe Chris. foreign governments. And you think he no, cares about listen. corruption? 
What, Come on. I John. think he, you Come know what, I, I, I've, I've heard the president mm. on countless occasions yeah. talk about how much money he saves right. the American people. And as the economy grows and people go back to work and you have the USMCA yeah. and a new trade deal with China and the stock market's at 29,000, mm. he's done a great job of making things actually work in the country. What does it have and to do with corruption? Is rooting out corruption what and corruption not giving away taxpayer money. He's had more members of his cabinet you know leave in disgrace than we've mm. ever seen before. You, he has what, done what nothing but encourage Donald, corruption, arguably. Look, I got to go. I'll Trump take your argument. Donald Trump is spending your money like he spends his own, and he doesn't want to yeah. waste it. On and golf. That's what he's doing in, in Ukraine on and Joe golf Biden. and protecting his kids more than we've oh, ever seen. On, so much they won't no. even tell us, Sean. Come on. You have a better the economy, argument. Chris. This has been amazing. It's got nothing to do you with the economy. You can have a economy. great economy. Yes, it does. And not be a lying a great abuser president. of power. You can have both. We can disagree have on that. Sure. Well, I hope not. I hope that you can have a good economy and not be a lying abuser of power. I think we can both agree on that. Sean Duffy, have a good weekend and thank you for making the case. You too, Chris. All right. The president is now accusing Democrats of using the impeachment trial to hurt Bernie Sanders' <laughs> campaign. This I'm laughing at. Why? Because, man, you've got to respect him being on message. This guy is trying to disrupt and divide 24-7. Are the Democrats ready for this? Let's take it to the politicos next. President Trump says Democrats are rigging the election against Bernie Sanders. How? Well, they're bringing him out of so important Iowa so that he can sit through the impeachment trial. That's why they're doing this trial. Nothing to do with his gross abuse of power allegations. His latest salvo comes as another prominent Democrat, though. Former Vermont Governor Peter Shumlin slammed his home state senator, of course, Bernie Sanders, accusing his camp of playing dirty. How about this? Bernie cast as both victim and villain in like the same day. What does this tell us about what's going on in the Democratic Party and what the pressure points are here? Anna Kasparian and Karen Finney are here. First, um, Finney, do you think your party is susceptible to the president's ploy here (laughs) that this is anti-Bernie? I guess it's not anti-Warren or anti-Klobuchar, who are also senators. That's why they're doing it. Any buy-in on that? (laughs) Well, I think you can uh, extrapolate from what the president said. He doesn't think either Klobuchar or Warren can win. So thanks for that. Thanks for reminding us, Donald Trump, why we are here and why we need to defeat you. I don't think Democrats are going to be fooled uh, by anything that Donald Trump has to say, and we'll see right past it. All right, uh, Anna, uh, let's do a little cleanup work on this uh, back and forth between Warren and uh, Sanders. So Shumlin comes out and says that, um, Bernie's attempt here is to Hillarize, I guess that's Hillary, Hillarize <laughs> Warren. Um, wh- wh- what do you take of this? What's the ultimate takeaway for you and what, what, this is, what this has meant? I would like to know more about this sexist attack on Hillary Clinton. Seems like he has some issues with Hillary Clinton and he's arguing that Bernie Sanders is trying to characterize Elizabeth Warren as Hillary Clinton, which he certainly has not done. And uh, his piece also doesn't reference any evidence to back up the argument that he's making. Mm. Uh, well, Finney, go ahead. <laughs> not a single one. Well, There's a lot on, of talk on, about, Anna, about Anna, Anna, yeah. hold on. Well, let me let me finish my thought. Let me finish go ahead. my thought. Anna, okay, finish okay. the thought. So Karen, then there, you have it. 
There's a lot of emphasis, uh, a lot of, in my opinion, uh, defamatory comments about how Bernie Sanders is allegedly running a dirty campaign. However, there isn't a single example of him talking about someone's character in a negative way or attacking someone's personality or doing any type of character assassination. All of his emphasis has been on policy, and we are in the middle of a primary. In a primary, you are supposed to emphasize the differences in policy proposals. And the mere fact that he has done that has gotten him in trouble for some reason, when in the past, what? actual dirty politics on the left have been oh, stop. dismissed. Stop. I mean, I mean, stop, Hil- Anna. Come on. Hillary, no. Clinton, Hillary Clinton released a picture of Barack Obama in 2008 where he's wearing a turban, and it was during his trip to Kenya. She purposely did that in an effort to what paint him to as do a with Muslim. Bernie Sanders? What, I bring that up because Bernie Sanders would never, ever do something like that. But he still gets characterized as someone who plays dirty <laughs> politics. It's All right, disgusting. Finney, okay. counterpoint, then I have something else. Go ahead. Okay, quickly. Here's what I love about the, the, all of this about Bernie. Let's remember, the Democrats actually did change the rules for Bernie so that he could run as a Democrat in 2016. And again, this time he's running as a Democrat and an independent. Here, but here's who what I think. Who cares what his labels on, are? Anna, Anna. Anna. Go ahead. Go yes, ahead. Hold on. Yes. So go ahead. The, my, but what, here's what I do think is, is relevant. I mean, clearly, Senator Warren, I mean, sh- there was an exchange between Senator Warren and Senator Sanders in w- after the debate in which she felt like he was calling her a liar. Now, that is part of their personal you know, relationship. They're going to have to figure that out. But this is politics. And it is. And I would say that it is there's a difference between, sure, how do we get to Medicare for all? And she has one timeline and he has another. But it is not the same thing to then say, call, basically calling her a liar. And, and, and then online, we saw the Bernie bros attack in the same way they did in 2016, calling, you know, Warren a snake. That's where I think the Sanders campaign can show some leadership and say, you know what, guys, let's disagree on, po- on policy, but let's not go into calling each other's names. All right. Are you you arguing that Bernie Sanders is responsible for every random person who happens to be on social media? Because the fact of the matter is every single candidate has a base that's passionate. I know that I've personally been attacked by Tulsi Gabbard fans. I've been attacked by Andrew Yang fans. I've been attacked by Pete Buttigieg fans. Mm. And that's okay. That's part of the game. But I'm not going to hold those candidates responsible for the behavior of some of their supporters. let let, Let me close on this one. I get what your point is. The senator could come out and say something about it, but you're right. Uh, His base is very vociferous uh, when it wants to be. It's not the only base that's like that. You guys are both in the minor leagues compared to me when it comes to getting attacked (laughs) by people's bases. Let me ask you something else, though, that's uh, a good way to end this. Hillary Clinton says, I hope you pick a winner. Now, one, I think that's a little ironic because I do think, I know all due respect, Finney, I think there's an argument to be made that uh, the party never fell in love with her and that she was the only person that Trump could have beaten uh, that you guys could have put up. But this time, when you look at who you have, do you have concerns, Karen, and then we'll end on Anna, um, that you don't have someone that can definitely beat Trump? No. And I'll tell you why. Number one, Let's remember Hillary Clinton did beat Donald Trump by three million votes in the popular vote, granted, not the Electoral College. But I don't think the Democrats are going to let that happen again. And I think one of the mistakes that was made, there's a whole host of them. We're not going to get into it here. But I think people took it for granted that Hillary was going to win. And I think we understand now. And people thought Mm -hmm. that there's no way Donald Trump would be the nominee on the Republican side. No way Mm -hmm. he's going to win. So I do think what we I hope what we've all learned in the last three to four years is you cannot take anything for granted when it comes to the future of our country. So 
I, and, and I do believe that a majority of Americans believe that Donald Trump is a danger to this country and should not be in office. And I would vote for any one of the people who are num- who are running now. Well, that's the proposition to, to we'll, beat Donald Trump. And I think a majority of Americans would do the we'll, same. We'll see. Anna, give me a quick button. I think that I think that the focus on economic policy, I know that you disagree with this, is really key. There are many Americans who are frustrated because they're struggling to put food on the table for their children. They're struggling to pay their bills. Housing is yes. unaffordable. Yes. That needs to be the focus. And I think that that will help a Democrat win. That's the reason why Bernie Sanders is really rising in the polls. He is now in a statistical tie with Bernie, uh, with Joe Biden. Amen. Amen. I say with one comma. You have to connect with that frustration and pain and convince people who went for Trump that you will deliver where he hasn't. And that's a tough passion bond. It's a tough trick. But you're right on the ground rules. Anna Kasparian, Karen Finney, thank you both, especially on a Friday night. All right. This president's pitch to you, as you just heard from Sean Duffy, is, man, he hates corruption. He'll do anything to root it out. That's going to be the crux of the defense next week, right? But I have an argument based on something that's surfaced. Do you want to test his interest in corruption. I'll do that for you and quickly next. All right, so here's the starting point. The big cell. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.